When nobody's no here. No one's here. Yeah, we're on break. It's Thanksgiving. Nobody's here. Yeah. We're shredding. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest country on earth. Welcome to Bob Says and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, finding magic, and the power of nostalgia. On this episode, we're talking about magic bands make their way to Disneyland, but so do updates to the Disneyland Hotel, and Disneyland gets nightacular again. Boa Fett fashion makes its way to the stores, and in our main segment, because the 80s gave us a warm hug this week with Ghostbusters Afterlife, we take a trip through the power of nostalgia to discuss why Bustin' makes us feel so good. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my brother on the mic, the Egon Spangler of this podcast, Absolute Woo! Aaron Robbins. Why am I the Egon Spangler? I like it. Because you're the smart one. Yeah, yeah. Because you know how to do technical things. Oh, that's true. You do have humor, but it's very dry it's sometimes. It's very dry, yeah. Almost it was undetectable. That, or like, I like it. do I make you the Ray Stance, like the, the super energetic, the optimistic one? Yeah. Or do I make you no, the, the Pete Egon. Vankman, oh, the no, one I'll who's like Egon. begrudgingly here? I'll take, I'll take Spangler. Yeah, Welcome take to Egon. episode 84. 84. A ghost tacular episode a ghost busterly tacular we're talking about ghosts on this episode yep. it's not it's not it's a haunted man uh, halloween episode. episode uh but because ghostbusters came out in 1984 that's this right. is episode 84 that's we right. saw ghostbusters that's right we got tons to talk about and it's gonna be fun it is gonna be a blast it is our first sort of uh not disney or star wars specific episode how are you feeling are you feeling scared you feel like there's gonna be uh, I feel like the listeners are going to come with us. Okay. I, I trust that the listeners are going to come with us. Again, we've built this show up over 83 episodes. I feel like they're giving us permission to go into this area. They obviously know we have a love for the 80s. Yeah. Uh, this is a, like we talked about, there. Are, there's power of, of nostalgia and there's magic in places that are not always Disneyland, not always Star Wars. I think Ghostbusters is one of those places. I think it is. And I think this 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 is what ties it all together. When we, you and I were in 80 through 89 or whatever it was, yeah. at least through like 86, 87. But no matter what you were doing, watching The Dark Crystal, watching Never End Story, watching Ghostbusters, breakdancing. Dagger. Cloak and dagger, doing twi- whatever you were doing. Break dancing. Always- break dancing. <laughs> yeah, break yep. dancing. Yep. There was always this thought that if your parents came into the room, they're like, "We're going to Disneyland." Everything stopped. You're Everything. Like, got, yes, like- we are. Yeah, it was just there was this like this thing in the background that like that could happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I can't drive myself to Disneyland. Yeah. I don't know how to buy tickets. I don't even know how to get there. I don't even really know how hard. My parents told me it's eight hours. I'm not sure if that's even accurate. Know. Is it next door? <laughs> right. It might be. I don't know. Is it in another country? But in that could time be. of my life, that there was always that thread of like that might happen. That and and, and that. Would just it would change everything. It can change your whole life. I think that there is this show really is premised on that feeling of childhood, that feeling of uh, of of what could be, and the the magic that's around every corner. And we see that in a lot of '80s media, and it's obviously very strong. It's so strong that it's it's make it made its way back in a lot of current media. Stranger Things being top of mind, right? Right, Totally. Where it's like the, the this period of time before the internet before all these right. digital screens where uh it was you know it was it was probably the last of that type of era where when you're a kid and you're just making up stories like you, you don't have you don't even have nintendo at that point yeah. it's just 
it's magazine, just, subscription magazine. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's you and your buddies that are uh, being exposed to movies and TV and comic books. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. And it's like nerd culture wasn't a thing yet, but all the fuel right. for nerd culture was like yes. getting into the tank. And so that's what we're going to do today is we're going to get in. We're going to get into the ecto tank. Yeah. We're going to get into the vault of Ghostbusters. I'm so excited for the things we're talking about. I Before we get to that, how's your week been? You My know, week has been great. Kind of a fun, kind of a fun Thanksgiving when you're listening to this. It'll be after Thanksgiving probably. So I hope you It'll be you probably had, Black Friday. Yeah. I yeah. hope you're having an excellent Black Friday. I'm well, having an excellent Friday. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm in preparation for uh, my birthday. My birthday is coming up. Uh, as is mine. As is yours. Mine will be the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Yours is uh, about a week and a half after that. Yeah. And we're not uh, doing Voltron birthday this year, where we where we form together. F- yeah. We really should do. We that need to do that next years. year. We need to plan everything connects. We have massive cakes that it's combine to make a bigger cake. Yeah. It's Scott's birthday. It's Aaron's birthday. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Yeah. We're doing it all. It's a one wheel anniversary. One wheel versary. One wheel versary. Speaking of one wheels, yes. uh, that's one of the big things that happened this week was I purchased Finally. a one wheel after uh, pining for it. Talking nonstop. Talking Phone nonstop. Calls, emails, about, hey, letters. what do you think about this? Hey, what do you think about this uh, hardware version? Text messages, what do you think about this software version? Slack. I realized I, I texted you like a series of questions and you're like, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know any of these answers. <laughs> what what type of research are you doing? Yeah. Well, your one-wheel knowledge quickly surpassed mine. I'm like, uh, yeah, I have one of these. You want to ride it with me? And you're like, oh, that's interesting. What is it? The next day, you were like, here's everything you need to know. Here's the history this is how it works. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't even. So you'd ask me questions. I'm like, I've never heard that term before. I've I don't done, know what you're talking about. I've done about. the cost analysis. I do think we could build this a little bit cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah. We just went for a ride. It was super fun. It was right? Part super of the show. fun. We super fun. Just, uh, I felt like it was a good, uh, I, I described it to my wife this way. It's a good midlife crisis purchase. It is. Right? Yep. Uh, you know, it's a healthy, reasonably and safe, safe, reasonably safe, stuff. reasonably affordable midlife yeah. crisis purchase. And when I'm you not get driving a Corvette, and in the hospital and the ambulance, they say, "What? What, what happened?" You go, "I was riding a wind wheel." They go, "Oh, oh yeah, yep." How old are you? Mid mid forties. Mid forties. Yep. Those things tear. Seems right about right. Open. Seems about right. Just so you know, it's never going to be the same. So are you selling that? Are you selling yeah, that? Yeah, is that going on Craigslist this week? First thing, one check my insurance. Two, I'm going to have to sell this thing. <laughs> so that is how my week. Well, and, uh, and also. You know, we went and saw the movies. Yeah, we uh, hung out. And so we got a chance to ago. hang out. We'll talk about talk that about more that after, a little bit. How was your week? Then. My week's going great. Super fun. I've uh, been at home. The kids are off. So we've yeah, been doing so lots, of, lots of art projects and video gaming. My kids are uh, very into uh, a, a marathon Minecraft section when, yes. session when we're ever yes. on these long breaks together. So we did that. We started that last night. We played the Walt Disney World one that we talked about it? on 80. It's okay. It's yeah. not quite as good as I thought it was okay. going to be. Okay. Um, but we're on a we're on a we're in a marathon world now, and we'll do that until they go back to school. We'll build oh, in the same world and try to you know get to the end and do that all thing. We do it every every vacation since Kennedy was whatever. That's exciting. It's fun. It's I love my kids are also off this week. I love their vacations because they don't understand that I don't get vacation time. They're like, wait, why isn't the whole world on vacation? I yeah, go, well, this is all stop. Growing up world is different, but uh, but basically, I I take as much time as I can off right during this during this time and uh just been having a blast with them so Yay. yeah it's super fun very excited for this episode though we got some new stuff now and then i'm just i you know ghostbusters is just it's gonna be so much fun to talk about i got things i'm very excited to talk i about. can't wait let's get yeah. into it let's yodel in that news okay how that, that soda pop jingle by the way yeah. that thing is a banger oh yeah Soda pop, soda pop, soda soda pop, soda soda pop, soda pop, soda soda pop, soda pop, soda pop, soda soda pop, soda pop, soda 
soda pop in. <laughs> Beautiful. I feel like we just stole that from something. Here's what we got going on. Last week, we talked about uh, the plusiversary from The Simpsons. That's right. Everybody kind of released a little thing jigger on Disney Plus. Right. About the Disney, about Disney Plus and um, The Simpsons. And we're one. still talking about Disney Plus a well, day. Disney Plus day. Uh, the, Five weeks later. I know. The Simpsons released one called Plusiversary. Plusiversary. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. And what'd you think of it? It was an eight minute train wreck. Yeah, right. Like, it was almost like it's everybody. It's embarrassing it, to watch. Yeah, it is. It was like, oh, they like, they all decided like, you guys, we got to go out with a bang. So here's what we're going to do. We're just, we're not checking anything. We're just going to release this. It's just crazy. Goofy's in there drunk i know drinking donald's in a like it's just nuts it's it, it is like it is an embarrassment for the disney company to Here's have the thing like though that. it pairs well with two other news items that i don't know if we'll get to in the news segment but it pairs well with two other news items which is one disney getting into sports betting and two uh disney trying to test the internal corporate culture of having more adult content and so oh, I, I think yes. they're growing i will talk about i don't know if we're gonna talk about this news no we're not we're gonna talk about it right now I'm just going to lay this theory out here. Go for I it. think that Disney, the company, yes. and Hannah Montana, oh, the I'm... person Miley Cyrus, okay. they are on parallel but exactly the same trajectories. It's like Disney's tired of being Disney, uh, just <laughs> the way Miley Cyrus was tired of being Hannah Montana. Okay. They're going to overcorrect, and when they come back, it's going to be like something we're not, we're not – we're not sure where it started from or whatever, but I think that or are we going to be able to recognize them as the same person that we fell in love with originally? Eventually, I think you so. Because so? I don't not, think we're there with uh, with, Miley Cyrus, with Miley Cyrus. But you just trust me. Miley Cyrus and Disney are on the exact same trajectory. So if Miley you, Cyrus if you, is just a little boy to I was going to say if you if you watch Miley Cyrus, yes. and her or her life trajectory, you can follow that. That's what Disney Disney's going to end up being. Hundred okay. percent. Yep. So here's what we got for sodas. So I watched. So I watched that plus anniversary. So we got to get Duff here. We got Duff. Oh, we got Duff soda. Duff soda. Oh well, I'll be right there. And then the other one. This is for Thanksgiving. Did you, where'd you get this uh, with Duff soda from? These are from Old Sacramento, where I was playing the arcade games we talked about really? on our Patreon. Yeah, this one is pumpkin spice tonic, which oh my should goodness. be horrible. Oh my goodness! Happy Thanksgiving to us. Yeah, cup or bottle, your choice. I think. I oh my gosh. Not again. again. Not again. Not as bad. Not as bad. It's very tame. Get that jean jacket. Sparkles. <laughs> Dashy. Super clean. It picks up pumpkin tonic. Let's try Duff because we okay. were talking about the plus anniversary. Let's let's try Duff. It's like uh, it's like Rockstar Monster without any of the things that make those good. Yeah, it tastes like a Red Bull. It tastes is like it? an orange Red Bull. Is it an energy Bull. drink? No, it's not an energy drink, but that's what it tastes like is an orange Red Bull. Mm. It's a little sour. Is it supposed to? Is this supposed to be ironic? Like, like in The Simpsons, mm. like it's supposed to taste like you're supposed to drink Duff, and you're like, "This is gross." And you're like, "Yeah, I know. It's the whole point. The whole point <laughs> yeah, yeah. is supposed to taste gross. It doesn't taste good. We didn't put any effort into it. Much like the plus anniversary episode, this pumpkin tonic is the jam. It is sweet. It is not very pumpkiny. Oh, this is delicious. It is good. It's, it's like, like a pumpkin root beer. Yeah, it's like a pumpkin root beer. Oh my exactly. gosh, this is great. Yum. You got this in uh, Old Sacramento? Old Sacramento. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah, lots of fun. Soda time. Brought to you by Bob Sons and Manthus. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Oh, that pumpkin tonic. Yeah, it's good. It's that good. is delicious. Yep. I'm going to drink this with pumpkin pie, some pumpkin sauce. I want to get more of this. It's great. This this deserves a photo. This is what you do. You go down to Old Sacramento. You go to the old arcade there, the shooting gallery. Play the shooting gallery. Play a couple rounds of punch out. And then you get yourself some pumpkin tonic. 
So D23 happened this week. Cool. I didn't realize this. Did you realize I this? I didn't. Maybe it was because of our Disney Plus coverage dwarfed any other That's any true. other conference-related news. Well, now newses. here's, again, here we talked about this last week. Disney is becoming a word, though. People are loving Disney? it. Yeah. Oh, man, getting busy. Bu- yeah. Getting busy. Oh, man, it was so busy today. It was very busy. It was like 45 it was, minutes for Peter Pan. It was very busy this past week because we talked about Disney Plus Day. Yeah. And now D23 event. Magic bands are coming to Disneyland. Okay. Now, anybody who has had experience with a magic band at Walt Disney World is probably shouting at their digital playing device right yeah, now what are and they saying, shouting? "No, no, no!" I don't. We like. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think that's actually happening anytime soon. Doesn't it, no, they, it don't says, you have to have the little like wand receipt, like the the receivers for all those things? Like, they're there's no infrastructure. Going to be putting this thing in. So they they uh, Josh tomorrow announced. That in addition to the Hey Disney thing that we talked about a couple of episodes ago yeah. where it's like Alexa meets Disney, right? The Hey Disney thing is coming to Walt Disney World Resort. It'll be making its way over to Disneyland. In the hotels. In the hotels. But also this, the Magic Magic Band Plus uh, is headed to Walt Disney World, but then there will also be Magic Bands at Disneyland. Now. We've never what, had them. What they say is that these magic bands are going to be uh, providing enhanced experiences yeah. for Disneyland uh, attractions with like haptic, like haptic feedback. Oh, right. So I guess you'll, you'll feel pixie dust hitting your uh, wrist or whatever it is. At any rate, they're coming to Disneyland. And I think this is one of those things where when they were announced at Walt Disney World. Yeah. And it was, the, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, magic bands are a near-field communicator. They use yeah. NF- NFC technology. That are encoded with, like, your ability to pay, your name, your yep. birthday, number of visits, like, ways that people can know some stuff about you. Right. And Games this, you can unlock with them throughout the park or interactions. Yeah. Um, you can wave it to certain attractions. They make intra- attractions more interactive. So, right. for example, uh, it's a small world. When you're disembarking, it's a small world. It says, goodbye, Aaron, yeah. that type of thing. I'm going to get right? 10 of them, and I'm going Legends of the Magic Band. And just, you're going to scan all of them at the same yeah, time. Yeah. I love it. It's like a movie tie-in. Yeah, right. The Shang-Chi pack yeah. comes with 10. 10 Magic I love it. Bands. You just have to wear all 10 of you them You have all to the wear time. all 10. Yeah. It's like our Harry Potter wand. Just Only one of them works. <laughs> right, yeah. But you have you to can, purchase Yeah, you got to remember 10. which arm you put that on. So they're coming to D- Disneyland now. I think... All of the, I've never used a magic band. Have you really not? I've never, I never used have either. Because I left Disney World before this technology because got implemented. Of that reason. It's you because were like, no, that I have been back. Like, I refuse to come back. That sounds like technology from the dark side. I no, will not. Thank nope. you. Uh, but uh, but it has not been received very Why well. Why is that? Because they're, they seem like they're great. I they're think, like smartphones before smartphones. Well, I think that's part of the issue is that now smartphones have become so ubiquitous yeah. that all of this technology could exist on, on the, the device that you're yeah. already using. So why wear this extra piece of wearable technology that's only useful at yeah. Disney Park? Especially with an Apple Watch that you could get haptics and from. the Apple Watch would be something that you could use as well. Disney, Bob Iger... And I think Chapek at the time. Yep. They went all in on this technology. Did you ever notice that his name's like Paycheck? Yeah. Have you know that's a big thing on Instagram <laughs> right it? now. I yeah, never there, noticed there's that a guy that there's a guy that does uh I think it's Disney HUD on yeah. Instagram and it's just all Disney memes. Yeah. And he calls him Paycheck all the all time. The time. Yeah. All the time. Uh but so they went all in on this technology and spent a lot of millions of dollars yeah. and uh and didn't build attractions and things like that because they went into the infrastructure for this thing. Yeah. And so uh, it's been around for a long time at this point. I think 10, 10 years yeah, or something like that. Yeah, for sure. And so, but it was one of the things that Disneyland visitors would always say like, we don't have this, this is a good yeah. thing. Our 
visiting experience is much more streamlined. It's much more easier. And I think that they were right. I'm assuming because Genie Plus and all that type of stuff, like trying to, again, recoup the cost of all this and spread it across a bunch of parks. I think that's the reason. Sure. Doesn't seem to make sense technologically and and hardware wise, where it's like I got Genie Plus, which lives on my phone and I have to wear a magic band. And then I also, you know, like I have to wear my resort band, which I'm still wearing, you know, like it just it's a lot of stuff to wear and keep track of. The phone's fine. I have a watch that I wear. It's, It's fine. I don't like taking my watch off. Yeah. Nor do I want to wear another watch on my other wrist. Right. And I feel like that's what this thing does. Yeah. Without- I just don't, it does, it seems unnecessary to me, or at least they haven't explained the value proposition of this thing yet, other than haptic it's feedback, the wearable, haptic experience. It's a wearable equivalent of Disney cash or Disney dollars. Do you remember Disney well, dollars? Yes, I do know Disney dollars, and you're right. I mean, you can pay with all these things, but again, we all, the, the Disney company has made the entire Disney visiting experience require a smartphone at this point yeah every smartphone has uh you know tap to pay yeah abilities yeah, so there is absolutely no get in line for the rides you want to ride and to order food i mean you can go stand by now but i mean if you really want if you really you want, have to have a phone pretty much participate. yeah so what does this thing do that your phone is not able to accomplish what does it, it cost money or do they give you one well, it used to be that they, when you booked a uh, a trip to Walt Disney World, that they would send one to you. That's fancy. Uh, but I don't know. That they're, I don't know whether they're doing that anymore. Huh. I think I think you may have to purchase one now. Uh, for a long time, you didn't have to. Huh. Uh, but on the uh, on the plus side, the Disneyland Resort is going to be getting a big update. Uh, they announced that as well. They announced. There's going to be more magic to the Disneyland Hotel. I love it. Whole bunch of new elements through the hotel to bring, quote, Disney storytelling to life inspired by the classic films. Okay. So I think we got a classic film idea. Part of this- What, what is this specifically, think, though? So far, it feels pretty vague. Pool complex and recreation area will be completely redesigned. The monorail pool? I That's we what it sounds like to me. just got that. I know, but this makes me very happy. Yeah, it's cool. Because, as you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of- the Neverland pool. Yeah. And the now one the, that predated the monorail. The one pool. that predated the monorail. Yeah. And now and when they put the monorail one up, I was like, that's a neat nod. It's yeah. a neat nod to the fact of Disneyland hotel history. But I mean, if you're going to do like a lagoon thing, yeah, Neverland seems to be like the right place. So they're going to be redoing this. Uh, they say completely redesigned and the rooms will be getting refreshed as well. Dude, they just redid all the towers six years ago. Yeah, I know. I stayed there when they redid the towers. They're just, I don't understand. This is a good thing. It is a good thing. It I, is a good you, thing. Let me ask you a question. You want magic bands or do you want a no. brand new reimagined pool at the Disneyland Resort? Uh, that little square that exists between the four towers or three towers or whatever it is at the Disneyland Hotel. That was that was one of my, I mean, that was as much Disneyland to me as Disneyland when yeah. they had the waterfall that you could walk under. Right, right, right. And the Jungle yeah. Cruise boats. Like those, those are some of the deepest memories I have is being like, there can't be a hotel where out in front of it, there's like a grotto that you walk under waterfalls and stuff. Right, that's something that a kid would make up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't have that. <laughs> right. And then you go there and you're like, oh, this is this thing from my childhood. It's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And they don't have that anymore. So whatever they're doing to that square in between area, I think it's great. And I'm all for that. Great. Um, but mm. it but. just feels like they redid it very recently. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, right I on. I think you're right. Uh, this it's very it's interesting that they're giant this. tube slides that connect all three hotels, so you can slide from like the thirty floor. Uh, like of it's a monorail, but it's a water slide. It's a water slide, and it goes through all the hotels. This is a great. And idea. then there's like a few rooms it goes through. So every once in can a while, can you get off at a hotel? Yeah. Like yeah. maybe there's a splashdown pool. Yeah. In uh, or you can keep going, or you can keep going. Yeah. So it's like an exit or keep going. I love this. Yeah. Don't don't hit the split though. 
You don't ever want to hit, hit the split. There. Yeah, nope. There's a big sign. It says, don't hit the split. Keep them together. That's right. <laughs> Keep them together. Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, also, they announced that uh, World of Color and Fantasmic will be returning Yay. in 2022, which is great. And uh, it's, I think, well, uh, we talked about how the Main Street Electrical Parade will be making its way back yeah. to Disneyland as well. So there's no this problems is, with these events. The problems is the amount of crowds they gather in a very tight space. Right. And Fantasmic on Rivers of America is one of the most congested things on the planet when that thing's yes. pumping. It's yes. just nuts. Uh, also, D- Downtown Disney is also going to be getting some changes. They announced uh, that Earl's Sandwich is closing. Well, that's that's disappointing for Did you. Did you hear that? I did not hear that. You're telling me that right now. Yeah, it's. Cl- I, I read that it's closing. Well, it's a bummer. What else is closing? That little place, Sugar, Sugar Boo and Co. and Starbucks also will be shut down. I think it's closing. Well, at least just shut down for work. Maybe, but there's already like. I mean, there's at least two Starbucks. At they downtown can't shut Disney. down the Earl of Sam's. That could be closing permanently. That thing is, is so popular. Yeah, it's not, and I think that's the problem. Mm. Or like maybe it didn't weather COVID well. I don't know. Well, I don't know. All I know is that it's going to be a downtown Disney revamp. We got Disneyland Resort revamp. We got Toontown revamp. It's a great time to be in the revamp business. To be in the revamp. It's a great time to visit Disneyland in like 2023. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect time. Perfect time to visit Disneyland 2023. Is that the only changes to downtown Disney is some construction? That is the news coming out of Disneyland. What about the girl that was climbing on Radiator Springs? Oh, there was a non-news story about a girl that was climbing on the Radiator Springs rocks. Yeah. I when you know you see a headline like that girl climbing Radiator Springs like, Rock. What was I'm it? like, whoa! Like she's climbing the landscape. Get up? Yeah, how far I did she get to up? climb that bottle? Because room. I don't know if you remember, but a few years she ago there top? was. I well, hold on. I, okay. I, I'm trying to set up. I remember a few a couple a couple years ago there was like this idiot that climbed the pyramid in the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. No, I didn't. Remember. And he got remember. like pretty far up. Nice. Uh, so I, you read a you read a news story that this says is huge. This is huge. She's climbing Monument Rock. She's yeah. on top of it. She's, she's doing waterfall. a headstand. But she looks like a giant because the bridge is in a forced perspective. Right, because forced perspective doesn't work. There's right, a giant up yeah, there. Oh, what's going on? No, she just uh, you know how like when you're walking down Radiator Springs, there's some ornamental rocks that are on yeah. the side. Yeah, she climbed up on those, walked along, and then came down. Oh. Now I don't know how close that is to Radiator Springs Racers. That could be very dangerous. Oh yeah, but I don't think it was. I don't yeah. think that's where they were. Good stuff. That's all the news I got. What do you got? No, that's it. Just that. That was. Let's uh, get into Ghostbusters. Yeah, let's then. get into some Ghostbusters. I'm gonna take a gulp of this pumpkin tonic. Yeah, and we're gonna start get spooky up in here. <laughs> all right. there is what are you gonna do about it <laughs> you can't not do anything you gotta do something Aaron what are you, you gonna don't just do go, about oh, that was spooky no, no you go, there's something look at hold up there's something spookiness. weird okay listen you see that there is something weird right and it does not look good yeah what are you going to do what about are you it? gonna do it's like the ice cream. It's like when you hear the ice cream machine come by, the ice cream man, the ice cream van. You gotta respond. You, hear, you, you have to choose a response. What are you gonna do? You're gonna ask your mom for money, and you're gonna run out there and hope he hasn't passed by, and hope you don't get That's run over. That's the plan. That's the but plan. But what if it's spooky? Right. 
What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Who are you going to call? You got to call, call somebody. You've got to call someone. Is it going to be your mom? I don't know. Is that the best call? If you could only call somebody because it's that spooky that you can barely get the numbers out, even that rotary dial or the old punch button. Yeah, and then you like you get like your, your you get six one. numbers in, and then all of a sudden you miss dial, and you got to start all over again. Yeah, you can't. Do, so you're going to have to make one call. Who's that call going to be? Who's That's that, the who's question. It going to be? Who are you going to call? I know who I would call. Who would you call? A you. I would call you first. First, you. If I get a busy signal, I'm right. going to hang Which up. Which is uh, because I don't have call waiting. Right. I you, believe you, it's you disrespectful. You're not paying for call waiting. Call waiting is always disrespectful to the person you're on. It always sets up a thing where you're like, there's somebody else I would rather be right. talking to. And you're like, can you hold you on? I want to see probably. who else. I want to see if I have a better option. I'm, I'll be right back. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. If, if it's longer than five minutes, I decided I'm not even switching right, back. Exactly. You can hang up. So you don't pay for call waiting. I don't pay for call waiting. So right. you could get a busy signal if you're And so what me. I would end up doing is I would end up calling back over and over and right. over again. I don't want you to do that. If you if you see something spooky, uh-huh. I don't want you to risk it on me. Who do you, who, 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 who am I going to call? <laughs> who are you going to call? Can't call your best pal, Aaron, because nope. I don't have call waiting. My mom doesn't care. Your mom doesn't care. My dad's at work. He's busy. He's busy. He's boxing. He's busy, but he's busy training he's for the training for the Olympics. For the Masters League. This is what's going on. I don't know who you're going to call. I think I'm going to call the Ghostbusters. You should probably call probably the Ghostbusters. Should. I probably should. You should call them up. You'll get their answering person. They'll schedule an appointment. They'll come right over. And you know why they come right over? I don't know. Because Bustin makes them feel good. Bustin makes them feel good. Oh, oh you're man. so much fun. It's been a Ghostbusters week in the in the Robbins household, I'll tell you that. Has it really? Yeah, you started off by, like, you you viewed Ghostbusters. Yeah, we uh, we watched, uh, well, first I handled your proton pack, which is, it is literally, I mean that literally. It's an experience, there's, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no innuendo there's there. There's no innuendo. Yeah. You it's, held the proton pack. Yes, it's euphemism and innuendo free. I, I, I held as, your- As much as you can make it innuendo. <laughs> window free i held your proton pack and i uh i turned on your your what do you call that gun the accelerator the, the, the accelerator. wand the proton the wand. wand yeah so that was when it started then, it's actually called neutrona wand you could also ne- call it a neutrona wand, a neutrona wand. Yes. yeah so that that happened and then uh kennedy and i rewatched ghostbusters the first one and this is her first time watching ghostbusters i think right? it was her second but okay. uh the, she was four the first time so she didn't really so remember this is first time we just watching wanted ghostbusters. to see like is this is, is she the kind of girl that runs into your bedroom at night because she's scared or does she tough it out and be like i'm not leaving this bed and you're like okay she did so okay and then, you, and then you showed her it and you're like which <laughs> yeah which one I makes her scared know, are you going to be a walk down the hallway kind of person or are you going to be a pull the covers over the head so i wanted to get that figured what's out what's your threshold for fear that's yeah. what we want to find out uh so she watched ghostbusters for the second time but the first time is a like a conscious sentient like movie critic yeah yeah and then we met you uh at uh, an abandoned mall (laughs) which is perfect no it's a it's a it's a fully operating mall (laughs) just happens and it does look post-apocalyptic it's cosplaying as as an abandoned mall where definitely yeah something strange in my neighborhood literally this mall this mall and i didn't call ghostbusters when i was when i was there in the spooky mall no Uh, i called you and i was like hey where you at and I was like, I'm right here in my Ghostbusters gear. And yeah, you were. And so that was very Ghostbusters. So we went to go see Ghostbusters together, Ghostbusters yep. Afterlife together. I brought my oldest. Uh, he brought a couple of his friends. Yep. We were decked out in our jumpsuits. You were. Two of you were decked out. You right. to, to the to the nines. Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. So where do you want to start? You want to start with uh, Ghostbusters? So one? you watched you watch Ghostbusters with uh, Kennedy. Yes. It had been the first time in a long time that you've seen it, right? Because I remember yeah. you, we were talking about Ghostbusters and you were like, uh, well, let's talk about where our history was. Right, uh, growing up, yeah. you were not a Ghostbusters fan. No, I was. I was. You were okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I remember when it when it came out. Uh, you know, my history with it was mostly involved in the Commodore sixty four video game, which we'll talk about. Yes, we will in, talk in, about in a little that. bit. So a lot of it was 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 playing that game, and uh, I don't know. It just felt like a movie that, like, if you watched it, you were like, I wasn't sure how scared I was going to get, and so it, it was like a big deal for me to watch that movie. It wasn't like something I put on all the time, right? Um, but yeah, I was I was super into it, super into the song, super into that logo, which we'll talk about in a little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, definitely culturally into it. Very into that Ghostbusters video game. Were you, uh, you didn't go see it in the movie theater, I'm assuming. I don't remember seeing yeah. it. I might have, but I don't remember. I remember seeing it on VHS. Like, that's my first yeah. memory of seeing it was on VHS. We would have uh, both been nine-ish yes. when it came out. Yes, And I had a, a friend, I think I've talked about him on the show before, he lived across the street from me, and he was like my closest friend growing up. And uh, we were over at each other's houses all the time. His mom and dad worked during uh, during the week, so he was sort of latchkey kid. Yeah. So we'd come over and hang out at his house. And, uh, and I remember watching Ghostbusters a lot over at his yeah. house. And so I know that thing inside and out, but it is interesting to watch it as an adult and see all of the definitely not kid friendly oh, stuff yeah. and pick up on those jokes as an adult that completely went over my head as a kid. Yeah. No, no idea what they were talking about. No idea. Again, the innuendo. You you uh, reminded me, uh, you know, when you rewatched it with Kennedy that you were like, this is a weird movie. It's weird. Yeah, we, we watched it. And I, the thing about Ghostbusters, I think the thing that hits it at the cultural phenomena level is that it just... I know we do this now, but it almost feels like we don't do this now. Where like is everything about that movie, like the storyline, the some of the you know the the effects that were in it, yeah. were were not new, but we hadn't seen them a whole lot. the The storyline itself was just like it's about these guys that are you know scientists that have this grant thing and then they lose it, and so they go into like doing their science for money, and it's just like we'd never seen anything like it's that. So before. different, it's so weird, yeah. and 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 it goes from you know being sort of kind of a, a scary movie definitely a comedy definitely like a weird like just script to great music great logo tons of advertising it's sort of like a big epic like su- almost superhero movie in some yeah, ways like, yeah it, yeah i think like the ghostbusters sort of are superheroes yeah. a little bit and this thing just comes out and and so like it's everywhere and so i think i'm gonna watch it with my kids and they're gonna they're gonna have the exact same experience yeah. they're gonna be like i see why you love this and, and kennedy you know it starts off Funny. The movie's right. very funny at the right. first part with all that stuff. Uh, and then once the ghosts start coming on there, it, it gets weird. And there's a lot of weird stuff going, just not appropriate weird stuff that I just forgotten about. Are you talking about the, uh, we won't get into it, but there's a, there's a dream sequence that is like wholly inappropriate for yeah. a PG audience. Yeah. 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 That's weird, right? It's so weird. I remember watching it with, uh, with my oldest, Conan, who you'll, you'll hear on, on the show. Uh, and you know, I, I, again, I know every single beat of that movie and knowing like, okay, I'm going to hit the 30 second skip in a moment. Is it set up as a dream? That sequence? It's set up as a dream. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But well, if, you, if you look away, if you have iPhones on the couch, your kids can look down, look up and be like, what, what is, is going happening? on? <laughs> I know. And it is like, that is eighties PG where you're yeah. just like, it, it was that time again, it's pre PG 13. That time where it's like, yeah, it's not like they said a curse word. It just showed you stuff going yeah, on. It just showed you stuff that's wholly inappropriate you had to, for, you for had a family to friendly movie. Most of it, but I think that's what's interesting about Ghostbusters originally. Like the original conceit of this movie. Yeah, there you go. For those of you playing at home, I just said conceit. Uh, the the original idea of this movie, Dan Aykroyd came up with it. Yeah, he Dan Aykroyd's a weird dude as it is. Yeah. right. But he's got you know ghost catchers and people who do seances and all sorts of like trying to connect with the other side in his family really like his grandfather held seances and his father wow, i didn't know that wrote a book on on ghosts like the, hist- the history of ghosts 
So he's got this in I his background. I don't know if that makes it like funnier or actually like weirder. Well, I think this is what this is what it does for me is it makes me appreciate again that unique thing about yeah. Ghostbusters like who would make this movie? Yeah. Because you got a guy like Dan Aykroyd who has this family history of this 100% growing up believing in ghosts. Yeah. And then he goes to SCTV and makes his way, you know, and then he's he's big on uh in Second City, he makes his way to Saturday Night Live. And he's got this idea in his head. In in his head, it is ghost catchers that go throughout space. And like it's this big, huge sci-fi epic of these blue-collar guys that their job in the universe is to catch ghosts. Yeah. It's like this really crazy, like very very out there idea. But you can see where the care and the importance of trying to right. of trying to treat the already knows a ton about it when right he's trying to treat it, it with respect yeah. but doing it in a fun way and so he has this idea he brings it to Ivan Reitman Reitman who directed the original Ghostbusters and his son Jason would write and direct Afterlife yeah uh, like takes a look at this and goes like there's no way we can do a movie like this is way too expensive so Reitman grind grounds it into New York and sort of talks about it being like well this is like this is the the story of uh, guys opening a business and yeah. this very unique, different business. And so there's like this, again, there's like this care for this startup, like the story of a startup company right? and the care for the seriousness of ghosts and spooks and specters. But then there's this layer of SNL that, totally. you know, it's like that's it's the frosting on this cake. It yeah. just sort of like drips over the side and really gives it this, like you said, just very unique, very unique, and that's so humor f- and action and adventure, and it's just they. We've said it before. It feels cliche to say they don't make movies like this anymore. Yeah, but they in a lot of ways they really don't make movies like this it's anymore. Fu- it's funny that it, that that is. I didn't know that about Dan Aykroyd and his family history and stuff like that because you look at it and you go like. Ghostbusters is to sort of like that ghost busting ish stuff as Star Wars was to sci fi. Yeah, right. There's like a language here I've never heard before. They're talking about things uh, as if they're real and I'm believing that they're real, even though I know they're not in Ghostbusters. There's like a level of of knowledge about that stuff where I assume it's all made up, but then it feels like there's just natural language that's coming out of them. Uh, and so that was like one of the fun things about it is the lore seemed really deep in that movie. The lore was not cheesy. No, it wasn't. Even it was the movie like, is there was a history. Yeah, but it's not a screwball comedy. Like, no, yeah. I think that's the other interesting thing is you take a look at the pedigree of where this movie came from in terms of Reitman and Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and like Reitman directed Meatballs. Yeah. And he directed Stripes. And like a lot of these sort of screwball comedies and yet Ghostbusters is not that Ghostbusters has a, it's very funny. I mean, I maintain it's probably the funniest movie I've ever seen. Oh yeah. I, and, and, but it doesn't have that slapstick screwballness, which again, like this idea of like blue collar schlubs that catch ghosts in New York, it could feel really hokey and right. campy. It could feel like men at work. It could feel like men at work. Oh yeah. The, the Charlie Sheen the, and Emilio, Emilio Estevez. Estevez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It could feel like that where it just like a lot of tongue in cheek, goofy humor. And again, and again, when Dan Aykroyd has interviewed about this, he's talked about being, he has talked about how he was inspired by Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and yeah. Bob Hope, uh, like those types of comedies and wanting to make a movie like that. But this movie is not those things. This yeah. movie is wholly, uh, or stands wholly on its own. 
Yeah, and it's just and it's it's also unusual in the the plotting structure of it is it doesn't follow like a normal hero's journey. There there are right. moments yeah, yeah. there are parts of conflict. Uh, the financial thing is is done away with pretty quickly, but yeah. it, it it's really event based. It, it 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 builds to this event, and this event happens, and and so it's just it's winding up all these pieces, and some of those pieces are hard to you know for me as a kid hard to understand like. How does this all work? How's it, who's right, who, yeah. They, the both has to be the gatekeeper, and are they shooting a music video, or is this happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're in the animal, and the animal's in them, and so it's just it was just a very unique movie that hit on uh, it that hit a cultural tone on all of the different aspects of it, from the products that came out with it. Very Star Wars like in its support through products yes. and the music and all that stuff. So yeah. Ghostbusters seems to have, from what I've read online, just there's just depth to it where you, you really can fall off of a Ghostbusters rabbit hole and, and get into the lore of the people that made it and all that kind of stuff like that. So I wonder for you, your love for it came from your first watching or just you're just an innately curious person. And I feel like in knowing you, you're always looking for something that has a really deep ledge. Like I'm not going to go to the bottom of this, but, but I, I could, like, but I like, <laughs> I like knowing the fact that, that I, I could. could, that there is lore here. There is meta here. There's, there's a lot here that I could go into. I think so. I mean, I think that this is one of those properties where the fan base is really, really entrenched, really yeah. deep. Like ghost heads is a thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, and well, what, what is that? Like deep Ghostbusters fans, oh, like okay, yeah. like build their own proton packs. Yeah. Like there is a community. There's right. a fan community around Ghostbusters. Yeah. Just like you got not unlike there builders is, and all that kind of. Yeah, stuff. not unlike there is with Star Wars and like with Harry Potter again. Like these tentpole IPs where there's just this deep love and fandom yeah. for it. I, I don't think I'm ever gonna get to that point, but yeah. I appreciate the fact that it's there. Yeah. Ghostbusters is one of those things like Star Wars where I think that there are lots of different stories that could be told about this y- using this this universe. Yes. And I and I love that. I love thinking about you know what a Ghostbusters role playing game could be like. Like, you know, what alternative stories could be. I think we get a glimpse of that with Afterlife. Like I don't think Ghostbusters has to be those four main Ghostbusters. Yeah. But without those four main Ghostbusters, this world, this universe would not be as potentially deep uh, as it is. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters yeah. 2, before we get into Afterlife, did you ever yeah. see Ghostbusters 2? I did, but I have not seen it in a long time. So and you, I can't, you can't really comment can't, on it? Yeah, at all. Um, well, then we won't talk about okay. it. And you've never seen 2016's Ghostbusters. But you have played the Ghostbusters Commodore 64 game. Yes, that is mostly my. Uh, is that your? That's your. That's, that's your mostly, entry point. Yeah, that's mostly my entry point of like uh, hearing the song, watching the movie. But by this time, I'm living in Davis, California, and I'm all like, I'm already into video games. Like yeah. that started for me in Sacramento when I was seven or eight. Uh, is when I get my first. And these aren't video games; these were like mechanical video games. But yeah. but I, but I'm into you know Atari, Commodore, Coleco, in television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By this age, and I had a Commodore. And I went over to this kid's house who I'll say his name was uh, Jake. Jake Crisco was oh, his man. name. Jake Crisco. Yeah. Not his real name, but it's pretty Heir close. Heir Crisco Empire? Yes. Nice. I uh, went over to his house and he had a Commodore and he had a five and a half inch flop, whatever the disc was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got Ghostbusters. And this is the first time I learned at the age of 10-ish that you could pirate video games. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, a, you didn't, where's you the box? Where's the instruction that? manual? He's like, yeah, you don't need, you don't need an instruction manual. So you get a hole puncher, you punch out that <laughs> copyright protection. Yeah. And- you're good. So he gave me uh, Ghostbusters, Frantic Freddy, some some other some other games like that, and I took that Ghostbusters game home and played it, and it was just it, I just loved that game. Really? Yeah, I loved that game. I, I played that over at uh, we'll uh, we'll call it Jake Crisco as well. I played yeah. it over at my friend Jake Crisco's house. 
uh, as well. So you'd have to upgrade your car to be able to suck up the ghosts on the way to get money, and then you'd use money to like upgrade your car and upgrade right. your gear, and then you'd eventually. So it was the game that where you were. It was like a, kind of a farming simulator, a little bit like the first <laughs> one of these, and yeah. then it was like Grand Theft Auto, like super early on, where it would switch to a top down, and then back to a building thing where you had to like move the streams in. Yeah, you had and to rope the ghosts in from yeah. either side. So I just I love that uh, the designer on it is a guy named David Crane I believe who worked for I mean he built hardware he's, he's a super famous developer he did a freaking Pitfall uh, oh my gosh yeah so yes, he, he okay. was accomplished guy hardware software guy worked for Activision uh, built this they, they he built a game called Car Wars. Uh, I know Car Wars. Yes. Yeah, so we built a yes. game called Car Wars and they used the they used the engine from that or repurposed Car Wars into this Ghostbusters game. Uh, and then later in life he ends up leaving Activision and he starts his own uh, his own game studio called Absolute, which I think is well, that seems, think it seems is like is the best name he could have named it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I love that game and played it played it a bunch. Mostly my Ghostbusters experience is in uh, upgrading that car. <laughs> just so you're, you're like uh, totally dialed in on the Ecto-1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just upgrade. It starts off, I don't remember much of it. It starts off as blue or some gray, terrible car. And I think in the game, you then you eventually get the actual Ecto-1. Uh, oh, it might have been. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been so long since I've played yeah, that game. I played that game yeah. a lot. And I think it was the logo that floated across it the, was. the, the, it the was New York the logo. City grid. That's right. Uh, I just loved it. I played the Commodore 64 was where I first started programming. And that's what I do, you know, did for a living for a long time is a programmer. And that's the first time I wrote. So you are basically. Egon. I think, I think yeah. maybe so. Yeah. You also collect spores, molds, and fungus. Yeah, spores, molds, and fungus. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the video game. I loved it. And uh, I remember playing it. And then, uh, it, I, again, having I didn't have the fondness for it that you just described, but I remember playing it. And that was my exposure to Ghostbusters, the video game. Of course, I think in the early 2000s, they release Ghostbusters, the video game for, I think it was Xbox 360 at the yeah. time. It was like in 91, uh, another one came out or something like that. Oh, was oh I think there was one. Yeah, you're one right. One came out. I didn't play that one. I don't remember that one at all, though. But this one, this was the the official third movie. I mean, that's what they that's what they call it. It was, it was as close to a third movie as you could get because they bring back the entire cast and they do all the voice work. And it's a fun game. It's yeah. like you can get on Switch right now. Uh, it's a re- in a remastered version. It's oh, fun. really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fun. It's got a lot of like the early 2000s mechanics that you saw like uh, in Gears of War with the roadie run and that type of thing. But yeah, it's a it's a really fun game. It's it's totally worth it for 20 bucks. It's totally worth playing. It takes us to Ghostbusters Afterlife. We're going to talk about more history of Ghostbusters. Stuff? Let's talk about more history. The only of thing I want to talk about is just the logo because, you know, I, I yeah, I love the logo. And I think that logo is is uh like they're tied the song, the logo, and the movie oh themselves my gosh, are all tied yes, together absolutely. in this trifecta. And it was designed by a guy named Michael Gross or Gross, Michael Gross, something like Michael that. Michael Gross from Family Ties? Right? Isn't that the same name? Not <laughs> yeah. the same not okay. the same guy. This yeah. one was born in Seattle and then moved to New York and worked for uh, National Lampoon's magazine. Can we just agree that it's it's Mr. Name. Keaton? That is yes, Mr. Keaton. Mr. Keaton. <laughs> uh, ironically, Mr. Keaton designed the logo yeah, it's for amazing. the Michael Gross was amazing. He lived uh, born in Seattle, moved to New York, uh, designed for National Lampoon's from 7074, did work on the Olympics, I think, when they were in Mexico City. Oh, wow. Did a bunch of posters there. What else did he do? Oh, he worked on, uh, he eventually left uh, the, the studios with National Lampoons, worked for uh, that SEC TV thing with, oh, John, SCTV, with yeah. John Candy, yep. mm-hmm. uh, did design work on there. He's like an illustrator and designer. This is like what he does uh, over there. And then he left, you know, Corporate World started his own company with two other designers. They worked with John Lennon and then did work on the Muppets, which is pretty oh, amazing. Man, that's crazy. And then he moves out to Hollywood later in life and works on like Kindergarten Cop, 
Twins, um, Ghostbusters, and uh, those sort of movies like that. And then goes to uh, made some movies, did great, designed the Ghostbusters, heads off to Paris to do some painting for a while. Like, what do you do? after you design the Ghostbusters logo? Go to you, Paris. You're like, I'm done. I retire. I'm yeah. not. I'm not improving this anymore. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's like designing the Nike swoosh. It's yeah. just like it's so distinct and so iconic. And I mean, everywhere and everybody knows it. Like that's the that is the amazing thing is yeah. that people who don't who aren't even aware of these movies really like they see that logo they know what it is. Yeah, you don't know why you know it. You just know it because it's in the public it consciousness. Everywhere. Everybody knows it. It was before that little like no thing was everywhere. It was yeah, before logos you know cultural logos permeated. It was like the first thing that was not yeah. the first thing. It was one of the first things that was just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. That's Michael Michael Gross, the designer, great illustrator, and a great TV dad. Let's talk about Afterlife. Yeah. So we went. It was a fun thing. We went to the. Nobody was at this movie that we went to. Yeah, we went on a on a Thursday night or something. It was, an, it was an early. It was an advanced screening that we went to Thursday night at seven. At seven. Yeah, in, in an abandoned mall that was haunted. And it felt like an abandoned mall. Yeah. This mall does not get a lot of traffic to begin with. But I was like, well, surely. Do you surely think the mall doesn't get traffic because it has no stores that are open? I think that's it. I think it's probably it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this mall doesn't get a lot of traffic because why would anybody go to it? Right. There is a luxury cinema though. Yes. That is there. And is actually very nice. It's really nice. Like yeah. giant screens, Dolby Atmos, like comfy seating, reserved yeah, seating. Yeah, the seating, uh, like you had almost your whole row to yourself. Yes. And the chairs like moved back into a sleeping position. Yeah. Or like it was, it was you the most- You nod off easily you in that You easily theater. could easily. take a nap. And I thought, I was happy- The screen was huge. And I was excited. To, this uh, this was my first trip back to the movie theater. Right, after since COVID. COVID. I think it was yours as well. It was, yeah. And so I was both wanting it to be an intimate experience, but I also would have liked it if it was a big fan experience. Right. And we got the former. It was a very yes. intimate experience. There were maybe 10 people in the theater outside of us. Yes. I think in your Ghostbuster gear, you didn't need to buy a ticket. I think they would have just let you in if you just kept I would walking. have thought so. Like, I'm here for the show. I'm just They'd going like, in. Okay. I wonder how long can I get away with that? If I was to go next Saturday... Yeah. In Ghostbusters gear. Do you think they just let me in? Yeah, it's like he shows up every week. I, I, we think he's with the movie company. We think, I think he's, he's I think he's, he's with like Sony. one of those. Yeah, he's, with Sony? <laughs> he's like one of those cardboard things, but real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a life size. Is that what they're doing now? That's what they're doing this, now. They're not sending it's us movie posters. Yeah, the posters person? are not good for, for COVID, and so they send a real send person. A real person. And this is our guy. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen, I'm not gonna tell him he can't be here. No. <laughs> Look at him. The proton pack's really humming. That thing makes a lot of I don't even know what that thing's called. His little backpack. His backpack, his Ghostbusters backpack. Yeah, it's really humming. Yeah. You came in full gear and then had to like figure out how to take it all off. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. That was like, all right, we're here. All right, I got to switch me off and switch let me this, get myself out of oh, here. Hold on. Can hold you... on, I got to take my hose off and I got a exactly. trap here. And this. But you know what? It, 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 all, it all worked. If that thing, if that place was packed, how, that would be that impossible. Last, yeah, that, that when you walk in front of the screen to get to the other side of the theater, you would have gotten applause and like oh, talking. It would have been, been, been recognized. Oh, yeah, it would have been great. I did it for me. I dressed up for me. Yeah. I didn't dress up for them. Right. We sat down. We watched this movie. Yes. What did you think? We're, we're doing no spoilers, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no spoiler. Uh, Let's say, we'll talk about feelings. We'll talk about pacing. Feelings. My feelings are that it is a very... Uh, I, I said this to maybe you or Kennedy on the way home. That it, it's it's the most film version of a like this is a ghostbusters film oh, it's a film not a ghostbusters movie yeah like it is shot well it's, oh, it's beautifully really, shot isn't yeah, it? it's, it's really pretty yeah the pacing is more of a film style pacing where they're not slow burn yeah where they're not in a hurry to like get you into the thing they're in a hurry to set up uh you know an environment so it is a slow burn yeah it, it builds interestingly along the way 
Um, they have a really hard job of it being so long since the last ones came out, not including the 2016 or whatever. Yeah. But there, the 2016 has nothing to do with this. It's yeah, yeah, they're putting some money behind this thing. It's it's a return to COVID movie, a return from COVID movie. So they know people are going to see it, and a lot of those people aren't going to have any idea yeah. what Ghostbusters lore is. So that and they've got characters they have to introduce. So it's really hard, I think, from a storytelling perspective, to be like tell this original new story with original new characters. Also, you have to actually tell the entire plot line of a movie that came out like a whole bunch of years ago to people so within he, your new movie yeah there's so much where i mean in so many ways this is the force awakens of ghostbusters films, interesting yeah. right and and i've often said that the force awakens had to do three jobs it had to reboot star wars for a new audience yep. it had to continue the series and it had to make up for the prequels yeah and i feel like ghostbusters afterlife yeah, does the same thing all those boxes right? as well yeah it has to it has to continue the series it has to reboot it and it has to make up for the 2016 film which i mean ghostbusters fans hated that movie i don't hate that movie i just don't think it's a good movie right and one of the reasons why i dislike it is because again for the love that i have for the original ghostbusters it just didn't carry the torch the right way yeah so it had to make up for that so i really feel like the force awakens comparisons are very very apt in afterlife yeah so theme-wise, it's uh, the movie skews more film-like. It mm-hmm. skews uh, longer in terms of the build. It, it skews a little bit younger because the protagonists in this movie are all you know are are young. Yeah, uh, it's a younger age of Ghostbusters. Uh, and then the way that it unpacks the lore, I think, is a little bit. I don't know. I don't want to say a little bit different, but the first ghosts you meet in the original Ghostbusters are scary and stuff like that. The first ghosts you meet in this movie, I guess, are too. But there's also. Uh, a non-scariness to it. There's like an intrigue yeah. to it. That's yeah. a little bit different to me. So I don't know. I, I won't give any spoilers away, but I've, I found that I, you know, that it, the movie just built on itself and built on itself. Yeah. And when you get to the final part of it, uh, you're just so fully invested that I think, I mean, I'll let Kennedy speak for herself, maybe here, maybe in a few minutes. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask her about it. But I, I walked out of it huge fan, but not in like a, not like a, oh, that's like a new Star Wars or a new, like they did right. But, but, but like, that was a solid movie. I, like, that's how I felt fun too. movie. I, so, I don't think that that afterlife was like the greatest movie I've ever seen. And I don't think any fan is going to say that. Yeah. What I do feel about afterlife is that it was lovingly made. Yes. And it was heartwarming. Like, yeah. and again, you're never going to be able to be, be able to compete with the comedic chops of the original ghostbusters. And this movie didn't try to do that. Yeah. It tried to tell a story about family. It tried to tell a heartwarming story and, and it tried to tell and it tried to honor the legacy of ghostbusters that came before it. Dude, and it did those things really well. So well. Yeah. I mean, it just it's it was a touching movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I mean, for those who say that tears that, that it brought them to tears, I can see why. Right. It did. It did what the Star Wars, the new Star Wars trilogy, failed to do. Yeah. And uh, and I and again, we've never talked about the new Star Wars trilogy. We will get into yeah. it. I love the Force Awakens for a lot of reasons. Uh, but there were things that afterlife did, which the new star Wars trilogy and I'll use trilogy as a whole, the new star Wars trilogy should have done and they failed to do. And ghostbusters afterlife did it. It honored the fans. It, it knew that the fa- it knew what the fans were looking for. Yeah. And obviously there's, there's Easter eggs all over the place, all over the place. And some people will take issue with that and say there are too many Easter eggs. There's too many. Hey, remember that type yeah, of thing. I don't think so. 
I don't think so There's either. One or two that are pretty on the nose, and I think that that's fine that yeah. they do lines that are slow. There's so there's one, and you probably saw way more than I did. There's one or two that were like super obvious, and I didn't mind that. But for by and large, it just feels like its own film to do that in writing to to do all those things they have to do and to do it so sweetly and nicely and have it actually make sense. And I thought it was I thought it was really. Good. I think the biggest problem with this movie is that the like Trevor, her older brother, who's played by stranger things finn wolfhard yeah like he doesn't get a chance to do a lot in this movie his girlfriend doesn't do a lot right podcast who is uh phoebe's for like summer school friend yeah he doesn't even do a lot i mean he's with her but it really is the two of them yeah and then the other and then her older brother and her older brother's crush like they don't do as much it doesn't feel like the four of them are sharing this role it really is a phoebe story yeah and, and it should be, and, it, and it's good. They all have and a lot more. She does more. such a good she job. She does such a good job. Like that movie could have fallen apart based on her performance because yeah. she she is required to lift so much. Yeah, and she does a phenomenal toe to toe with Paul Rudd with yeah. uh, other things that you will see at the end of the movie where yeah. she just she just she just crushes it. So I was really happy with that. The stuff that they that it does build to is. Uh, it's never like uh, like Disney Haunted Mansion spooky, like where yeah. you know, Haunted Mansion has like, there's the graveyard stuff, which is fine. It's a little campy and, and, and great. But then the stuff in, in roll, the, the hallway there, yeah. some of those yeah, images are like terrifying. Really creepy. Yeah, they're yeah, really yeah. creepy. Yeah. Uh, and I think the first Ghostbusters split the difference on some of those things too. This yeah. one keeps a pretty consistent line and has some just some good scares in it. So I walked out a huge fan. Kennedy walked out a huge fan. We she almost, did. She loved it. Yeah, we almost went and saw it in IMAX uh, two days later. Oh my gosh, I'm ready to <laughs> go see it again yeah. if you want to go see it again let me yeah, know Yeah, we want to go see it on a, on a big on a big 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 screen i told you that like now that i'm through it i'm looking forward to seeing it again because i just want to sit in it a little bit more right um and relax because you know it's 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 because i know what to expect yeah. now and and there's so much anticipation in watching that movie and to your point it is a slow burn and so there is like okay when's it when's it going to pick up when's it going to pick up yeah and it does pick up and when it picks up it's phenomenal yeah. it's great so we're gonna get uh, we're gonna do uh, opinions of the of the the, the tagalongs that we brought with us. Your 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 oldest is gonna give yeah, a, my oldest a little review and your and your oldest and then so we got the Mouska teenager, which is uh, Kennedy. She'll tell you what she thought of her movie going experience and the Bantha teenager, and the Bantha teenager, which is Conan, and he's gonna tell you about what he thought about it. Nice. been uh it's been a couple of days since we saw ghostbusters afterlife we went and saw it with the robinses we saw it with mm-hmm. aaron and kennedy and with my um buddies a couple of your buddies yeah as well and uh i just wanted to get your thoughts and reactions about what you thought about afterlife you are a ghostbusters fan we, we uh, showed yes. you the first one uh, yeah the first one you haven't seen the second one or 16 or 2016 yeah so you but you have seen the only ghostbusters that really needs to be seen which is the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. What did you think about that the first time you saw Ghostbusters? Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. I was also kind of uncomfortable for a couple of scenes. Yeah, it is a, a little couple, uncomfortable. Couple it is a little those, uncomfortable but to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that's just a Ghostbusters thing, which just passed down through generations. And so you liked Ghostbusters. Uh, now, what was your interest in going to see Afterlife? Was it just because your dad has been building a proton pack for the past year and uh, a half? I've or? been building a proton pack, too. Just yeah, so tell tell our listeners about that. You've also been building a proton uh, pack. So last, last Halloween, 2020, um, dad was like, 
he just he just finished recording the Cobbles and Phantoms uh, finale. Yeah. And uh, he was like, Conan, you know what I'm going to do for next Halloween? I was like, what, Dad? He said, I'm going to build a proton pack. I said, what's that, Dad? And he said, Conan, you're going to see Ghostbusters now. And I did. And you did. And you started building a million-dollar proton pack ever since. Yeah. And you've just been adding to it every day since October 31st, 2020. And then did you, like, get interested in that? Like, you were like, yeah, I want to be a Ghostbuster, too. Is that what sort of what happened? Uh, I heard Afterlife was coming out. And I heard you were getting ready for Afterlife. And I was like, I want to do this too, because yeah. I want to go to Afterlife. Yeah. And so I built that Would with you, be, you. Of course, you, you don't have to get dressed up as a Ghostbuster and go see this movie. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Or the storms. That's, yeah, that's what right. we do. That's what we do. We do everything a little bit more dramatic than it needs to be. Yeah, right? We were on Fox when we went to see 8. And I'm interested to know your take as a 13-year-old guy who has ghostbusters you know came to ghostbusters way after it came out in 1984 but was introduced to it by your dad and now you've seen afterlife what are your thoughts about that i thought it was really sweet and they did this it just felt like less of a comedy movie than the first one yeah it definitely the first one was a comedy with a solid plot but this is like a like a full-length feature film yeah with a bunch of good jokes it's more like a family story than it does like a straight comedy right I mean, you say it was your favorite movie of all time. It's become your favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it knocked seven out of the park. Yeah, so your favorite movie was a The Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah. And now this is sort of the Force, Force Awakens of Ghostbusters. Almost because I loved Force Awakens because it picks up right, like, a, a long, long, long time ago. Like, after all of this. Yeah. It's like everything's down, everything's ruined. People are, people are growing beards all over the place. Yeah, beards everywhere. Yeah. People are grizzled. Um, they're, they're they're uncaring at this point. Sarko planks in it too. Yeah, a, a favorite, up, a favorite but, yeah. character of yours. So without getting into spoilers, though, like what what about it makes it better for you than the Force Awakens? Uh, I guess the cast of young characters. Okay, like Phoebe's like twelve, right? And the older brother who they I'm gonna talk a lot about him later, but like the older Trevor, brother, the older brother Trevor, and then Lucky. And then, like, podca- podcast, who was awesome. Yeah, you- and another thing I love was all, like, the new gadgets. Uh-huh. Like, the gunner seats. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the, and Ecto. the Ecto So there's this chase scene where they're chasing down this hilarious ghost called Muncher. Uh-huh. Played and- by Josh Gad, by the way. What? Did you know that? Played? <laughs> yeah, I know. Quote, unquote, played. I say Josh that in, got in quotes. Cast to make, Josh to Gad. eat. Bunches of tacos. I and guess then so. I guess he was just smack his lips. I was going to say he was like, paid to make mouse sounds. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, they paid him to make mouse, mouse sounds. sounds. When they released the Ecto One toy, they really? put a gunner seat in it. Huh. And so, it, of course, in the original movies, it never had one. So the toy had a gunner seat. Mm. And now they they sort of. It was probably in the game, too. So let me ask you did you, I mean, you, it's your favorite movie now. Yeah, a full time. If somebody was not, let me ask two questions of you. One, taking a look at this, you're the older brother, mm. and of course, we went to go see whether oh, yeah. or not this movie was appropriate for your brother and sister mm. who are younger than you, and we made the decision that it was maybe a little bit too scary for a little bit too intense, a little too scary for some them. Some of those jokes. But yeah. Some of the jokes are a little bit more teenagery than they are kid-appropriate, yeah. so do you still feel that way after seeing that? Like, you think, what age range would you say, like, yeah, the jokes are, again, the jokes are a little edgy. But uh, but it'd be appropriate for this age range. What would you if say? If you show is? your kids Marvel movies, uh, you could show them this when they're 
like the year after they finished the Marvel collection. Okay, so you start start good. them yeah. in Marvel, and then like the next year after, yeah. whatever yeah. that is. I think that's a that's oh, a good. The, but they have to see the first Ghostbusters. I was going to so ask you. You that, have yeah. to have your opinion on that. Yeah, so which is an entirely different subject as we talked about. Right. So we went into this movie thinking, or at least I went into this movie thinking that you did not need to see the original Ghostbusters in order to appreciate this movie. Would you agree with that? That you can see absolutely you- not. You have to like live the first one uh-huh. like twice, and like you have to, to the ex- into your soul you to the to extent where there's this part, and you leaned over to me and you said, "That's a thing from the first Ghostbusters." And it was so just off to the side. Uh-huh. It was the stacking books. It was so oh, yeah, yeah, off yeah. to yeah. the side. That's right. That I just it was like you you have seen Ghostbusters countless times. Yeah, yeah. Probably it's more right. times than five. And uh, it's it's uh, episode five. Yeah. You mean uh, Empire Strikes Back? It's definitely yes. one of the I movies. Refer to I, them as numbers because it saves me the time. Yes. You know, I know what you mean, but again, okay, our yeah. listeners may not know what you mean. Uh, yeah, I have definitely seen Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is one of the movies I have seen the most in my life for sure. Yeah, I love that. At one point, the movie ended, and I leaned over to Aaron, and we were talking about. I think it was one, one wheels. wheels. Yeah, and you go, "Are you seriously talking about one wheels right now?" And I said, "Yes, but we can't talk about we can't until talk about the show Tuesday. until we, yeah, yeah, until we do the show on this." So we had to keep all of our feelings to ourselves. I still don't know how he feels about it. All right. Well, thanks so much for talking with us about uh, about what you thought about Ghostbusters. Is there all anything right. else you wanna you wanna add before we get out of here? Uh, the mini puffs are adorable. The mini puffs. So watch are that adorable. scene twice. Yeah, if you can, if you can have the the projectionist stop the movie, yeah. rewind it, and rewatch it before you continue on with the movie, mm, you should do that. Adorable. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Well, thanks so much. Until whenever next time is, I've been the Bantha teenager. Tweet teenager. Bantha teen. Bantha teen. Bantha teenager. Good job. I don't get the how. I just still don't get the how that works. Well, we'll work it out. Okay. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Subscribe. question well because i'm so fly disneyland knowledge not as good as my dad's star wars has got storms but opinions i have if you want to do it good i just have to cross some of this stuff out what's happening teenager? hello welcome to the show I, I literally can't see you it's dark and the light you is don't like, need to see me i i can't i can only see your teeth that's because i put like a big interrogation light up in front of you so that you can't yeah, look over at me it actually me. it feels kind of like that do you want to hear something really crazy? I want to get your I want to get your reaction to it live live on Bob Suds and Bands. This is a crazy question. It yeah. really happened. Okay. I just want to know what you think about this. This Wait is on. an episode on Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, and so we're recording this after I recorded with Scott. So I've edited all of the episode except for what we're recording right now. Mm-hmm. And I was editing it downstairs alone. Uh, you guys were at school or somewhere. I don't know where you were. Maybe you were watching Encanto or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, so I, I was I was editing it downstairs, and as I was editing the Ghostbuster review part, the lights in our kitchen, which never flicker or go out, uh, they shut off and then came back on, then shut off and then came back on, and I, I could see it in the reflection of the computer monitor, and I was like, "What is going on? Did you see a ghost?" No, and I looked oh. back there, and the lights went off, and then they came back on. Oh my this, god! I don't believe in any of that stuff. I'm t- I don't believe in now any you of that do. Kind of stuff. I don't at all. I'm just saying that that really happened. Oh, that is so awesome! No, it's not. That is so cool. That means our house is haunted. No, our house is not haunted. Yes, it is. It's that not. is wow. I I used to Didn't think it was. Something else happen like that. Like, do stuff like that happens in this house all the time? But I don't believe in any of that stuff, so it doesn't matter. Mm. But like, you know, the doors will just close mm-hmm. on their own. Yeah. But I know that's just pressure. That's just pressure with the windows and the air conditioning and different or doors opening. It's a spooky. But 
but that house. literally happened. So I'm thinking either the wiring in our house is now old and we're all in danger or serious ghosts live in this house. Yeah, it's probably the ghosts. I'm not making that up. That happened. I don't know what to do with that information other than to ask you about it. How do you feel about it? Uh, I think that it would be kind of fun to be haunted. No, it's not. Yeah. Kids are supposed to be scared of ghosts. What's wrong with you? I don't know. What if you made friends with the ghost? <laughs> Man, what if? What would happen? Then he could like fly around. You would like run home from school and be like, I can't, I can't, I got to go home and talk to my ghost friend. Uh-huh. And everyone would think I was crazy, but. Yeah, right on. So you went to see, let's let's get two reactions. First, your reaction to the original Ghostbusters, which you've watched recently. Okay, so I don't want people to um, not like me for okay. saying this. <laughs> Just generally speaking, it's nice to be liked. <laughs> yeah, but I think that movie's a little bit weird. Yeah, like, I think it's a lot weird. Yeah, there are certain like characters and like plots and like things that happen that just are a little like kind of like weird for probably a kids movie. Like, so I think it's a little weird. I remember we rewatched it, you know, before we watched the new one. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this movie. Like, it's so good. And then I started to remember what actually happens in <laughs> it, and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> so your memory of it was better than actually watching it. Yeah. So you get like a, an '80s feel from it, or how old for somebody like yeah. you that wasn't in the '80s? What does that feel like to watch? Does it feel like a really old movie? Like, what does that feel like to watch an '80s movie that, to me, still kind of feels current, even though it's like 40 years old? Yeah, it gives me kind of the same vibe as Jaws. Okay. I feel like because they're the same kind of like really popular, like pretty pretty good movie i know i just said it was weird but i like jaws better than ghostbusters but okay this that's, that's the end of the review yeah <laughs> so so what was it like going to the talking about going to the movies uh, meeting up with scott storm and his crew we met up with them down in sacramento yeah uh, he, he gave us directions to essentially an abandoned mall it was i it was so awesome you were more there. into that mall at first than you were that movie it you were like, like can we just hang out in this mall i wanted to because we walked in and literally nobody was there it's yeah. like those um it's like those creepy pictures you see on instagram or something of like a room that like kind of feels familiar but you've never been in it you yeah. know that kind what's of that name you told me there's a name for something like a hotel like yeah. a hotel hallway that doesn't have anybody it's called like it's called some... like a liminal space i think okay yeah it felt like that to me and that was kind of, that was kind of fun for some reason and then when you saw scott storm and his crew show up you were like all right they came in costume yeah they showed up in full ghostbusters attire what was that like for you i um i mean they're people watch movies very differently like there are different ways people enjoy movies like <laughs> i just went to go watch and canto with some of my friends and like some of them were talking more frequently than others and and you went like Shh, storm roll <laughs> i know yeah well was, luckily i was sitting next to someone who was kind of quiet so yeah. <laughs> it was good but yeah so i i mean some people dress up fully some people and so what did you think about ghostbusters afterlife the reboot of ghostbusters uh that you watched in the reclining chairs in sacramento inside of an abandoned mall i really liked it i yeah. thought it was awesome what did you like about it um okay so I like I like the plot of it better compared to the first one. I feel like there's more to it and like more story. I really like the main character and uh -huh. how she's kind of like how she's a young kid and she's also kind of like nerdy uh -huh. and like a girl. Like I really liked that. She was probably my favorite character. And yeah, she I, was smart and capable, but but didn't it, that didn't come off forced by the writing? Like it came no, off not at all. Natural. It came off like came it came off so natural. Like that was her whole thing. Yeah, and I really liked it. It's really great when they can make. A character's personality seem like natural and like that's them totally. outside of the movie yeah i just liked it i liked all the settings and everything it was kind of in this like small town 
It was good. All who, around, who would you really recommend it. it? Who would you recommend go see it? And what would you give it? I would give it. I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Whoa. Ghostbusters, I guess. Oh, on the Ghostbuster scale, it gets full Ghostbusting. Yeah, nice. I thought it was really good. Okay, yay, Kennedy. Uh, yeah. I took you to Grand California for your birthday. Mm-hmm. I want you to summarize that trip in one word. Magical. Okay, good enough. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show again. Yeah, thank you. Uh, did you hear that uh, Scott's son, who you know pretty yeah, well? Yeah, that's it, awesome. He's, he's gonna be—he's the Bantha teenager. Yeah, I should have prepared like a like welcome song. Oh, I thought like a throwdown or something, like a challenge. No. Oh, sorry. Just like a friendly greeting? Like a ballad, like, welcome to the cool... Welcome to the cool club? Teen. Welcome, Bantha Teenager. It's new and it's cool. Welcome, Bantha Teenager. You don't... Please don't mess it up. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I love hearing our kids. Yeah. Makes me happy. Yeah. Makes me happy. Let me ask you a quick question. Okay. Uh, one thing... Uh, this movie is being touted as a family film. Hmm, yeah, and I'm curious to know whether you agree with that, because I have, I, I think some of our listeners may be wondering, you know, young yeah. kids, like what is the appropriate age to watch this movie at? I, I'm curious to know what you think, and I'll, I'll share with my you my ideas. Yeah, so I thoughts. think there's there's two questions you asked there. Is is my is my youngster going to enjoy it? Yeah, and so this movie's coming in at about two hours, I think, and again, just shy, just shy, just shy of two, two hours, and it is a slow burn, meaning yeah. you're going they're they are going to need to pay attention and have an interest in the characters for a long time to really get that payoff at the end, or they're going to be wiggling in their seats. Yeah. That's not because it's uh, a bad movie; it's because the way the movie is told is it, it just continually adds pieces to itself right as it, as it builds and so i think probably at 12 13 it feels from an attention standpoint especially our our our, our guys now who have, yeah. who've been on their phones all day yeah. uh, might be a little young for that i think 14 15 feels just like the right attention span then you have the other question from a scary point of view is it appropriate and there is some i would say content as well like uh lines and and concepts and things like that yeah and so i don't i I, I guess I'll just stick on the same thing. There's nothing in here that to me felt more or less scary than the, than the original yeah. one. It was about the same. It was a little more consistent in that scariness. There's definitely more a creepiness than an outright scariness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh, that was spooky. Yeah. Uh, so I liked that they did that. So I, I think that that age range is still probably pretty much in the 13, 14 would be the youngest that I would say is going to just really enjoy this movie. I think I, I think you I would could go as that. young as eleven or twelve, but I just like I think of, I thought of taking Penelope, but I was just like she's not gonna she's not gonna stand for that hour and fifteen sure. minute build. I, I think you're right. Uh, Phoebe is twelve years old in this movie, and so I feel like that's that's the the bottom age that I feel is is, is yeah is the audience for this. Yeah. One other thing I would say. Yeah. Going into this movie, I said, "Oh, I don't think you need to watch the original Ghostbusters to know what's going on." Mm. And I agree, you don't need to watch the original Ghostbusters to know what's going oh, on. Boy, but oh my gosh. You'll get more for it. Like, if you have not seen the original Ghostbusters, I'm not saying you have to watch two. You don't have to watch Ghostbusters 2. If you have not seen the original Ghostbusters, you really should be watching this movie. Your kids should be you watching should. Ghostbusters yeah. before you'll you go just, see it. You'll Afterlife. just get a lot more from it. it All um, right. So Ghostbusters Afterlife yes go see this movie on its own go i would give it movie. i would give it on its own i would give it a solid eight eight out of a ten on its own yeah because of what it had to do and that it didn't mess that up and it was it was it was it did all the right things it did for the baggage it had to carry and the things it needed to do i give it a 10 out of 10 i, yeah, I think that's a great way of looking at it. yes i agree like this for me i would have said eight and a half maybe maybe even nine between eight and a half and nine probably eight and a half for me but 
the lifting that this movie had to do and the execution of it, yes. it's a 10. Absolutely. 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 Woo, our first non-Disney or Star... Well, we, we worked some Star Wars in there for sure. Oh, we definitely worked yeah. some Star Wars in there. But there this has been episode 84. Yeah. And this show has been Bob Says and Banthas. Indeed. And we release every week on Apple Podcasts by... Spotify. 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 If you spot a pie, you get a pie. This is something we're doing it's all month. Thanksgiving week. Yep. If you spot a pie, get a pie. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Yep. Amazon, Google Podcasts. That's right. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. You can also listen to us on the Magic of the Mouse radio, uh, where they play the best Disney music and podcasts 24 7. That's Magic of the Mouse radio, which you can find us at. Oh, you, uh, what you want to do is fire up Internet Explorer. Uh, fire <laughs> what up about my, Netscape? I got Netscape. Yeah, you go fire up Netscape okay. 4.6, go to bobslidsandbanthas.com forward slash, and then you go rad, and then input output. It's rad IO. I love it. Yeah. You can visit us at bobslidsandbanthas.com. You can support us over at Patreon. We're patreon.com forward slash bobslidsandbanthas. Hey, you can also go to Tee Public right now, pick oh, yeah. up some Bob's and Banthas merchandise. There's going to be new merchandise on there pretty soon. Oh, perfect. Because we're about to stuffer. hit the holiday season. Oh, yeah. It's going to be exciting. Yep. Eggnogs and, and Santas. Eggnogs kinda... and Santas. It's going to be great. We're going to be hitting. We're, we hope you have a wonderful. Oh, you can also follow us on Instagram. We're you at Bob's and Banthas. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Or I didn't do, my, I didn't do my, my. I have to do my Haunted Mansion board game review, which you got, Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Haunted Mansion. Uh, board game. I, was, I think I'll slip it in with her. I'll slip it in with her. Well, we're talking about it next week. Okay. Whichever. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. All right. But not now, because we're at the end of the show. I know. It just it goes ghosts and ghosts. And next week we're into Christmas. So slip it really in. Go. Tell you. Do a review. I'll do a review. Do a review, review about it. This could be. Oh, this could be. I'll tell great. you this. It's great. Is it really? It's so good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm so really happy to good. hear that. Yeah, we had so much fun playing. Oh, it. will you bring it over and we'll all play together? Yes. It, it. We had so much fun. Oh, good. I can't wait to play it. It's, oh, uh, I really want to. As play. we said, it's 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 a diet storm game. Uh-huh. I mean, it's probably a little easy for you guys, but we were able to understand the rules quickly, play through it fastly, and have a heck of a good time. I call that a win. Yeah, I call that a win. All right, I I can't wait to play it with you. Cool. All right, so have a happy Thanksgiving. Please do happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe and healthy. Thank you for listening. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week. Spot a pie, get a pie. Get, go get that pie. Yeah, here you go. Go get it. See you next week. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland. Is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In the electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Waste time with your friends when your chores are done.